my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Afrotech is back in Austin, Texas this November is the place for all things Black Tech and Web3. The in-person Afrotech conference experience is bridging the worlds of Afrotechnologists, innovators, investors, corporations, musicians, and everyone in between. So pull up, grab your crew and grab your tickets, and join us at the largest Black professional conference of the year. Visit experience.afrotech.com to learn more. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech, Green Money. I'm going to introduce you to some of the biggest names, some of the brightest minds, and brilliant ideas. If you're black in building or simply using tech to secure your bag, this podcast is for you. Johnny Bailey's a social entrepreneur and marketing strategist with a passion for economic empowerment. 
Hall of Fame high school athlete and graduate at Hampton University, he's taking his pursuit of excellence into the world of business and technology. He's the Grow with Google Digital Coach for Washington, D.C., and founder of the Shine Hard Foundation, where the mission is to close the racial wealth gap. A national speaker, trusted by the biggest companies on the planet. I asked Johnny, at what point does the company have a corporate responsibility to invest in budding entrepreneurs and their startups? Well, I think it definitely starts at the top down, um, just from timing and resource. Um, you look at the Apples, the Amazons, Googles, Microsofts, uh, I mean, they're generating over $900 billion in revenue um, combined, and they're getting these trillion dollar valuations and you know it's really at the hands of the consumers that are that are using these products hardware software and um also these companies are employing some of the the brightest minds of our generation so with with great power and responsibility well great power comes with great responsibility so i think um at the top you definitely should see these companies as we have during the pandemic um, even more see companies doubling down on corporate responsibility and and racial equity etc um, but there's 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 not limitations around smaller companies doing this too I, I think smaller companies definitely lead with their why and they lead with mission more than ever because um, it can be a competitive advantage in the marketplace when you're uh, looking for talent and you're trying to to uh, kind of uh, penetrate new markets or gain market share, like having a mission-driven product or service or company can definitely differentiate yourself and do good at the same time. So you kind of touched on this a little bit and from the respect of acquiring good talent, you know, but so when companies like the Apples and Googles of the world that you mentioned, when they go and invest in startups, whether it be mentorship or et cetera, are they doing it to potentially look for companies that could be, you know, acquired ultimately? Yeah, well, I think the con the consumer, the the talent market is more informed. We're more intelligent than ever before. Um, we see the great resignation is 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 really highlighting the power shifting to the people, and these companies are one doing good because it's important to do so morally, but also think that competitively empl employees care. Like, what are you doing to help people who look like me? What are you help doing to help make the world a better place? Because ethically and morally, employees want to feel good when they're at work and they want to work for companies that are doing things that <clears throat> make them feel good and make them feel um, like a contributor to the greater good of humanity, right? If you're, if you're working for a company that's that's doing shady things and controversial, then, you know, it's a reflection of your body of work and it's on your resume. It's kind of a stain at the same time. So uh, people care and companies need to care just as much. What does good corporate responsibility look like from your perspective when you're talking about, you know, companies reaching back to help budding companies grow? What does that look like in practice? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one, um, creating funds, grant funding for small businesses, for startups of color or startups in, in various identity groups, um, creating accelerator programs for business owners, 
to get the education that they need, to get the mentorship that they need, to lower the barriers to entry and access to investors and um, other accelerator programs. And so I think grant funding, accelerator, um, obviously like credits, benefits that, um, credits that can subsidize the cost of the service of these big tech companies. Uh, I know a lot of, you know, the Googles and the Amazon will offer like ad credits to businesses or maybe an AWS will offer some type of like um, uh, cloud support, et cetera. So those things have huge values to, to startups who are bootstrapping and, and super tight on funds. I think being able to, to lean into what we have and also hire good people to, to facilitate these type of initiatives is really the way that um, big companies can, can do corporate social responsibility correctly. And you mentioned there is also an opportunity for smaller and medium sized companies to, you know, have a hand in helping their counterparts, other small and medium sized companies grow. What ideas, you know, could a company who's doing, let's say, like a million dollars a year or five hundred thousand dollars a year in that range, let's say five hundred thousand to a couple of million dollars a year. What ideas could they involve themselves with that could help other companies who are trying to get out of the kitchen, per se? you know, yeah. to, to make it happen? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. I mean, one, they can serve as mentors. All of these accelerators, the tech stars, the Y Combinators, the AWS, um, they are always looking for mentors to to help serve those folks that are in the, the accelerator, the program, right? And so lending your time and your expertise as a mentor can be a huge benefit to an early stage founder um, can save them years on their journey, thousands of dollars of investments or mistakes that could be made. Um, so that's just one way, just kind of donating or volunteering your time. Um, I also think from a financial perspective, you can uh, earmark funds to, to invest in other companies. Uh, if you're doing a million or five million, you might, you have, a, you probably have some disposable resources that can be, um, can be pulled together and uh, deployed in a very intelligent way. Uh, and you can partner with organizations who get it right. There's visible hands, there's black ambition. There's a lot of really great um, social uh, corporate responsibility organizations that are focusing on uh, founders of color that can help you deploy your funds more intelligently if that's not your lane. So um, those, those are probably like the two uh, initial ways I think that a medium sized business can, can make an impact on founders of color. Yeah, I think about because you got me thinking now in another way is hiring them to do their service for your company. So I think about you like, let's say if, if you're in a bank and you, you know, you got a pretty well established small bank and you need a cleaning company, you know, or things like that, like you could hire that company who's providing a service. And so it's not always absolutely. Yeah, yeah speak on that. S supplier diversity is huge, bro. Like, um, I mean, obviously, these big mega tech companies are, have plenty of resources, and they and it's important that they're thinking about supplier diversity, which essentially is, to your point, maybe there's cleaning crews that's need, there's food services, there's um, real estate, there's all these different management or functions that these big tech companies have a need. They have, a, you know, they need to to hire someone to do that, and so being intentional about hiring diverse businesses to supply the things um, your business needs can be a huge lift 
for that business. Like that, that puts them on a whole different trajectory in terms of revenue and sustainability over time. And so hiring black, that to me is a great way to invest back in the community. Um, and then even like hiring as far as like, um, like RFP contractual agency perspective or company perspective, but also hiring talent in house. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. So one thing that I, I kind of the mental model that I use when I'm working with big tech companies and helping them think more intelligently and efficiently how to serve Black-owned businesses is like um, the culture comes in like three flavors. One is like representation. So there needs to be people who look like the community that you're serving on your team and facilitating this work. Number two, the competency. They need to understand the culture. They need to understand the trends, the language of this community, and then also the values, right? And so are we aligned in the values of mobilizing or accelerating this economy um, together. And so those three pieces really kind of help build a foundation for how companies can hire and deploy funds and also um, execute on initiatives that serve these, these communities. Why is it good business to provide assistance to black owned startups? When you think about, you know, there's a moral responsibility um, and that helps some people get it that they should be doing this. But when you talk about the business implications, why is it good business to be invested into into startups from people of color? Yeah, that's that's a, a very popular question. And I mean, I think economic empowerment is is important because I also think about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And when people are struggling and just focusing on survival, they can't operate in their full potential. They can't be great contributors to their local community or to the national community. They can't bring new ideas. They can't innovate. So I believe that economic empowerment allows people to have greater control over their time, over their resources, and be greater contributors to society. And we live in America in a country that practices capitalism and puts great value on innovation, I think providing more resources um, or spreading resources more equitably will create more innovation from, the, from these different communities that have so much talent, or, you know, so rich in, in culture and um, just unique value that allow, like, it's really untapped, it's untapped capital intellectual property that's there that if you can give the, get them out of survival mode and give them space to to implement and to ideate and create there's a whole new world of opportunity that that we can come and stumble upon and resources and ideas and services that we haven't yet thought of so that's 
to me, the initial thought around economic empowerment. Plus, I also believe that social justice is a byproduct of economic empowerment. So when you put more financial resources and capital in marginalized communities, they now can start businesses and create a more self-sufficient economy. They now can donate and elect officials in their local communities that look like them, that have their best interests in mind. They now can invest in education in their local communities and have better schools. So I think foundationally, it just creates better um, infrastructure and better society for all people. And it gives, it gives marginalized communities more self-sufficient um, resource and opportunity. So that's, that's kind of what I think about when I say economic empowerment. Um, I want to talk about accelerators for a second, because it used to be, at least from my perspective, that when you joined an accelerator, it was to prepare for some, you know, some sort of demo day, like where you get to ultimately present in front of investors and, you know, they wave checks at you. Right. Um, it doesn't necessarily yeah. seem that way anymore, but maybe that black entrepreneurs are using it in different ways. Can you talk about how at least again, as, at least that's from my perspective, how accelerators have evolved to help entrepreneurs more than just putting them in front of VCs. Yeah. I mean, I think traditionally the accelerator programs are certainly, um, an access to capital play. They're definitely a kind of market validation play and those things still, those factors and elements still exist and they're very important. Um, I do feel that, there's a huge education component to accelerators that has been been there. It's been a part of accelerators, but even now more than ever, it's being thrust to the forefront as, as the value proposition for accelerator programs. Um, and I think when I say education, it's really like access to information, intensive training, and then also mentorship and having subject matter experts, business leaders, luminaries come in to to really map out the steps of the process and, and help early stage founders think about the challenges and solutions that they're up against. So um, education is really important, but I do think still, yet and still you wanna get to a point where at the end of your accelerator, when you're culminating this whole thing, there is access to capital, there is access to, to networks that can take you to the next step. Um, I think the accelerator program is really just to prepare you for either A, an investment, B, a um, like rapid growth, or C, the next accelerator program for your business stage. So in, in that particular perspective, like when you think about um, getting investment at the end of it, are we building companies that are designed to scale in enough of a way that it makes sense for us to be in front of investors or does the accelerator help weed through those folks who aren't ready for that? Yeah, I think it just depends on the accelerator. Um, you know, I've seen at Amazon with the Black Business Accelerator focusing on e-commerce sellers that are early stage and they they may or may not be ready for, you know, the the VC fund to come in and like drop half a million or drop a million on their brand. They, they may not be there, but that accelerator is for a certain stage of business owner compared to maybe an AWS impact accelerator where they're, they're really specifically looking for founders who are ready for that next step 
or a YC or Techstars, like those, the intake process looks different. Like that to me is, you know, maybe the, the biggest variation is just like, what is your, um, your outcome that you're looking to help founders get to? And then you essentially accept and source founders that can help that are ready to take that step in and are really close to getting to the outcome with a little help and support from your accelerator. When you think about those businesses that are, you know, still in those very early stages, black entrepreneurs who may not in many cases come from a lineage of entrepreneurs, but they're really good at a thing, but whether that be, you know, developing a hair care product or of some sort of food or et cetera, I'm, I'm making up things, but they are doing it in their kitchen. They're doing it in their garage. They're doing it, you know, in somebody's commercial kitchen or et cetera. What are some of the most common um, business related issues that they walk into the door with that they need resolved that prohibits them from being able to reach a new level of their business? Yeah, I think um, the common misconception is that everyone needs access to capital. That's what every business owner thinks their biggest problem is. However, there was actually a study done by um, the Russell Center for Innovation down in Atlanta. Uh, shout out to my, my virtual mentor, Jay Bailey. They did a study with like 5,000 small business owners, early stage folks, and asking them what their greatest needs were. And surprisingly, overwhelmingly, the number one need in that survey was community and networks. Number two was mentorship. Number three was access to capital. And number four was um, technical skills training. Um, and so if that sheds any light in what folks really need, we, we know that community is, is extremely important. And, and, and that's largely because entrepreneurship has, has not been accessible to black and brown communities for, for you know, a very long time. And it's becoming more and more prevalent. We see women, black women are the fastest growing group of, of small business owners and entrepreneurs in the country. And, and it's no surprise because they're the most educated for the black community and technology has democratized information. Um, but I, I, I think that um, being, pursuing that, that entrepreneurial endeavor, trying to diversify your streams of income, you're gonna be a bit of a, a black sheep if, in some families. You're gonna stand out, you're gonna be doing different things and, and you're not gonna be understood. So being able to be in a group of like-minded folks who are stepping out of that nine to five or that 30 year career um, zeitgeist mentality, you need to find people who are, who are like-minded, who are, who are walking that same path, um, just to give you the confidence to, to, to hang in there when times get tough. Um, so it's really a qualitative piece of just community can be really valuable. Having folks who, who can answer questions that, that, you're, that you're experiencing that can help you overcome the imposter syndrome. Um, those things are hella valuable. And then um, in terms of like technical skills, I think helping people actually um, get their businesses online. So one of the early stage things is like having a website having a, a domain that you owned. You really need to own virtual your website because that's virtual real estate. So many people put a lot of eggs in the social media basket thinking like that is gonna be their storefront and that's how they reach their audience. But a Facebook and Instagram can suspend your account, could 
delete your account at any time and there's really nothing that you could do your business would essentially lose that channel or that stream of revenue so having a website is a major step that i work with and i advocate for small business owners uh, of course building up an email list your email list is the most underrated asset to any business people think the vanity metrics of followers are really what we're all working towards but no really you should just be trying to generate leads provide value in exchange for people's contact information so that you can sell and market to them. Um, and, and that will be the group that will really help you sustain your business and generate the most revenue. So getting folks online, technology moves really, really fast. And we just wanna make sure that we're not getting left behind in the education and the access to the technology and that we have the skills to, to execute and flourish there. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. 
It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Is it still the case then because there, there was a phrase that went around over the last couple of years that black black businesses in particular were over mentored and underfunded. Is that mm-hmm. still the case? You know, that's I think that's a quote from my man Ryan Wilson at the gathering spot. He he came on uh, I did a, a podcast with him and, and that's one of the things that he said. Uh, I think that is still the case, um, but it's arguable because I as a as a business educator, I care deeply about the education piece. So I'm always thinking you need education before you can handle a million dollars, right? Because quite frankly, I think you don't need a million dollars until you already know, I know exactly what I would do with this million dollars as a business owner, right? Like typically the demand will hit you before you need the money. You're like, oh shoot, we need to hire. Oh shoot, we need to fulfill this order and we need the capital in order to do this, right? And so you'll kind of, you really will know when you need half a million or a million dollars, that's how you know you are like capital ready. Um, so I think the challenge as a business educator, as a uh, an advocate for corporate social responsibility is really to help more black founders and companies and startups get to a place where they are capital ready, where they are ready to take on this, this uh, cash or this capital injection, where they have a great demand for the capital and it's obvious and clear to any investor to any partner that this business is um getting traction and it's it's a scalable venture so that's where i want to get more black businesses to where the undeniable need for capital is is prevalent and um well documented there was um part of the mission of, of your work is to help us understand the history um, and, and how wealth is generated and why wealth wasn't generated in our community. And you have a seven step methodology that you believe um, helps us, you know, increase our net worth. Um, why is history so, so much a part of that when we, I mean, we get inundated with our history all the time. What is, what are we missing about that then? that you feel like if this is important to reinforce or a different perspective on it that um that helps us that helps us get over that hurdle. Yeah, man, I think history is so valuable because it can help predict and see the future. When we look back at when we look at our current state, so many black founders and entrepreneurs will say the words imposter syndrome. They will yearn for community. And we're very aware of the feelings that we that we hold, the sentiments, how we show up. 
but we don't always know the root cause of some of these ailments or dispositions that we possess. And I think it really goes back historically to our, what we call, we have this eight-step methodology in our Shine Heart Family Legacy Accelerator. And one of our core principles is find your roots. And in that module, we talk about two questions. Where are you from and how did you get here? And where are you from leans into your genealogy. Because if you ask a black person, a black American where they're from, they're gonna tell you an American city that's named after a slave ship. They're gonna tell you some city that is not really where they're from. You know, that's where they were born, that's where they were raised. But they're probably they're definitely from Africa in some at some point in their lineage, they come from Africa. So doing your genealogy, whether that's ancestry, whether that's uh, 23andMe or any African ancestry, doing your ancestry because you know, oh, okay, I'm from Nigeria, I'm from Cameroon, I'm from Benin, Togo, that, that gives you a sense of pride and identity when you're here in America. And then number two, doing your family tree helps you see like, how did I get here? Who were the folks that are in my family tree and my lineage that preceded me into showing up in this place where I am. And what you what folks do, we've gone through this course and I've helped folks unpack this, you start to find there's threads and there's superpowers found in your lineage. You start to see, for example, my second great grandfather was born a slave in, in 1821 and he bought his own freedom in 1842 for $1,000, which at the time was probably equivalent to like half, uh, maybe a quarter million, I don't know hundred thousand dollars but then he went on to to die when he died in, in 1906 he had a net worth of fifty thousand dollars which is probably equivalent to three or four million dollars he had he had like multiple farms he was he was like a real estate mogul in his own right and when i heard that it gave me a great sense of pride a great sense of identity and why i'm i'm so entrepreneurial in nature and why i'm so um uh, care so deeply about creating wealth and expanding the abundance of, of my assets and, and my net worth. Um, and so I've helped so many folks really discover who they are and why they are from their history. And they show up differently. Now the imposter syndrome is eradicated. Now they have a sense of responsibility over their lives to start that business, to push forward. And we all, I always tell folks, we are the leaders of right now. This is our dash, you know, there's gonna be people that come, there's obviously people who come before us and there's gonna be people that come after us, but where will we leave those folks? What position will they be in when we pass the baton? That's the question that we have to ask. And if you just dial it down to your own lineage and say, where will your family be when you pass the baton? That to me is a fire starter and gets people really, really fired up to, to go build a business that, that uh, transcends and stands the test of time. There's a stat that's on your website that I've researched and I found it to be valid. And it says self-employed people make up 20% of Americans, but account for 67% of millionaires. And there's so many people who are employed and want to be a full-time entrepreneur because um, they want to be a part of that 67% of millionaires, right? And what are some of the first milestones in transitioning from employment to self-employment um, that people can take responsibly. So if, if they get an idea, do you say, okay, 
all right, let's just go all in, quit your job. Like, what are some of the milestones they can take responsibly to, to, to make that transition? Listen, do not do what I did. I had an entrepreneurial seizure. I was working at, at Nike. I saved 10 grand and I was like, you're cool. You're cool. F you. I'm out. <laughs> and I just started my company with very little revenue and just like a dollar in a dream. Right. And by the grace of God, I've been able to like flip that and, and, and grow. But that's not the advice that I give to small business owners. What I think that most people should do practically is use your nine to five as your angel investor into your side hustle, into your business. And not every entrepreneurial venture has to be a full time business, a full time job. You can work a nine to five and have a business on the side. There's three ways to be a full participant in the American economy. You can be a consumer and historically black people are extremely good at consumers. I want black people to become more intelligent consumers where we're shopping and buying black. Number two, you can be a producer, which means you're an entrepreneur. You're creating jobs. That means you're creating a product or service that solves a problem. You have a solution that people will give you money in exchange for that. And number three is investor. So in order to um, really grow and have your money work for you, you need to be investing your, your money into other things that are growing in the economy, whether it's a business, whether it's an asset, real estate. Um, a lot of times people think they have to be as an entrepreneur actively doing another thing but you also can be a real estate investor and have a nine to five and that can be very passive for you but also have your money working for you and be generating cash flow as a business owner so finding things that you can do well i also like to tell people like what are your skills that you're using at your job what are the skills that you acquire through your your fifty thousand a hundred thousand dollar degree how can you sell those skills to someone else for in exchange for cash? And also when you're thinking about how to scale your business and create some like reliable income, how can you partner with another business? So I, I'm a huge proponent of B2B. B2C is great. Most times black folks who, who are looking for um, that side hustle, we're always thinking B2C, like how can I sell to my cousin? How can I sell to my Instagram followers? But that's a lot like chasing cat, herding cats and chasing pennies a lot of times. How about you find a business that needs your service and you sell your business as a resident um, contractor for that business? So whatever, if you offer um, yoga services, go to the women's health clinic and say, hey, look, I'll, I'll provide two yoga sessions to your, your customers a month for X amount of rate. And we'll do this for 12 months. So now you have a 12 month contract where you have a retainer and that can create a baseline revenue for your business. Right. And now you have the space to maybe hire uh, an admin, hire uh, a, a coordinator. And you can start to grow your business on the foundation of one solid contract. So it's not as hard as it might seem to find that business to business, but the business has capital and they have customers. To me, it's a really logical and um, a, a first step that is viable for most small businesses. Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. Media. 
and it's produced by Morgan DeBon and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Love Beach and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Michael Davis and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. The video version of this episode will drop the Black Tech Green Money on YouTube next week, so tap in. Enjoy your Black Tech Green Money. Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.